Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Zach Yenser, who recently took on a new position as Vice President of Business Advocacy with the Tucson Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to talk about that role and also his family's decision, the family of five, to move into the heart of downtown Tucson. Today is October 22nd, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, we focus on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core and shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get that inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android when you go over to your app store and get our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. On the show, if you want to interact with us, we suggest you head over to Facebook and Instagram. And if you want information about us, the book, maybe some past episodes, or just to contact us, you can do that on lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, you can listen to our podcast on all kinds of platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and others as well. Well, we are um, towards the end of October, which means a couple of things. One, Halloween is coming up, so all them crazy parties are about to happen. Uh, But two... It's an anniversary for us. You know, we launched this show uh, mid-October. I think it's October 17th of 2017, which means we're celebrating a six-year anniversary um, with this show, which is episode number 270. Now, if you do the math, we don't quite have 52 shows per year because we did take a break during COVID. Uh, well, we've been uh, out there talking to you know over 200 uh, individuals. We have uh, 270 interviews and shows. It's been a really fun ride for us, and um, I'm hoping to, to have a, another few years left in this, but we need your help in identifying stories and uh, things that we should be covering as part of the Urban Core, so please continue to interact with us in that way and, and help us out. But thank you to, uh, to those of you that have listened, to those of you that have supported through the podcast or purchased uh, the book, My Life Along the Streetcar, which came from the show, and a huge shout out and thank you to all the team at Downtown Radio and I say this a lot, it's all volunteer powered. The DJs, the show hosts, the board of directors, the people that make it work, they're volunteers. They do this because they love um, the community and they love sharing this knowledge with them. So uh, it doesn't happen without them. So I appreciate all of you and I look forward to uh, many more years. Well, one of our guests uh, that's been on a show a few times is Zach Yenser. He's had different roles within the community and he just took on a, uh, a, new, a new position with the uh, Tucson Chamber of Commerce as the uh, vice president of business advocacy. And when we talk about that role, uh, you're going to see that every interview we've done with him has actually led us to, <laughs> to the point where he's perfectly qualified for this position. But he also uh, recently moved into downtown. He's, he's married. He's got three kids. So this family of five living in Tucson was interesting to me. And I really wanted to talk about that aspect of it as well, because we don't talk a lot about family life in the urban core. And I thought he would be a perfect candidates for uh, for that conversation. So this is an interview I re- recorded with him by phone just a, a couple of days ago with Zach Yenser. Zach, welcome back and uh, tell us about what is going on. Um, always good to be on and thanks for having me back. So what I understand is you took Tucson Young Professionals, you grew it like a million times, got it to some unprecedented level and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to move on from here now. No, uh, no, not at all. The, the first part is true. 
And so an incredible um, a few cohorts of boards and then myself um, in this executive director position um, really over a, about a four and a half year time frame um, uh, really took Tucson and professionals to some exciting new heights. We had about 120 members when I got started. And as of now, I think we're at about uh, 900 members wow. and is a group of 21 to 45 year old uh, young professionals in Tucson across a diversity of industries. And we were also able to grow about 30 organizational partnerships with companies and nonprofits around town who uh, were supporting their young professional employees um, to be a part. And we had grown our uh, advocacy capabilities to really speak to the three issues a year over year that young professionals see as areas of um, opportunity and challenge in, in Tucson and was, um, was having an absolute blast in that, in that position. And uh, this was a situation where um, the next thing kind of crossed my path um, and the opportunity to join uh, the chamber um, as a vice president of business advocacy kind of emerged. And as hard as it was to step away from Tucson Young Professionals. Um, this made sense for me. And, and it's kind of cool, Tom, you'll appreciate this because you've known me for a while. Um, the Vice President of Business Advocacy role at the Chamber oversees three functions. Uh, one is strategic communications, and there's a radio show included in that, um, supports our workforce um, development initiatives. Um, so there's a lot of TYP, you know, still in there. And then it is really a government affairs role to work with um, our cities and towns and local jurisdictions and government officials and others to be the voice of business in in the region. And so I was like, man, that's like the last 10 years of my Tucson life all in one role. So I'm really I'm having a blast and it just made sense. So, yeah, TYP is uh, in great hands. I'm excited about their new executive director was sad to leave. But, yeah, this was this was a good I think a good thing for everybody. Do you think some of the growth or did you quantify how much of the growth was due to a growth in population of young professionals in Tucson as, as we're attracting more and keeping more, or was it more marketing to those that, that just hadn't joined previously? Right. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I would say less on the uh, side of more young professionals moving here. We did see, more members join us who said, Hey, I've just come to Tucson or I've been in Tucson just a short period of time. So we did see some growth from that, but it really felt more so we were just getting really good at being a convenient mm-hmm. point for great young people and great young talent in Tucson who maybe had their heads down in their work and didn't quite know what was available in the community. And we said, Hey, come be a part of this amazing platform. Uh, that works on keeping great people here, uh, growing professionally, uh, but then also advocating for for the best uh, possible version of our community uh, for ourselves and for our families. And so I think once we got really good at telling that story and working with organizational partners 
Yeah, that's what really helped us up to scale. So a little bit of both. So then the, the chamber comes and said, hey, we need this weird position of someone that understands communications and radio and uh, workforce development, the young minds of the uh, of the uh, economy here. And someone that's also skilled enough to talk to uh, legislators and public officials. But where are we going to find all of that? And then there's this embarrassment of riches called Zach Yenser that is out there. And um, and they swooped you up, huh? They did. You're, you're very kind, Tom. They did. Yeah. It, it, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been a blast. And when did you start with yes, them? End of July of 2023. So as we're recording this, it's almost three months. I didn't realize it was that recent. Holy smokes. I, uh-huh. it, it, it just seems like a lot longer ago when that announcement was made, but yep, yep. Uh, so are you, are you really, did you just jump in both feet just kind of running or are you taking some time to get a, kind of accustomed or acquainted with all the responsibilities? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, the, there's, there's always a lot to do and things happen very fast. Uh, and, and certainly the, the world of kind of issues and, and policy, but, uh, under, um, I think a lot of your listeners will know Michael Guyman, the president and CEO, um, of the Tucson Metro chamber. He really had this vision to pull together into one team, those three functions that I mentioned. And so we have a really young, uh, kind of fresh team overall on the government affairs side of the house at the chamber being all one team is new. Um, and, and so in that sense, there has been a little bit of kind of getting my feet wet and trying to understand, um, you know, the, how all those pieces fit together and kind of some of the issues and the different committees and efforts the chamber has been working on. Um, but it was really fun. You know, I did a, a morning talk show in Tucson for almost five years and I'm finding that a lot of the people that I'm working with now, a lot of the issues I'm working on, whether it is around housing, economic development, transportation, you name it. Um, I've kind of been working on those issues for a while and talking with those people for a while. So that felt pretty seamless. Um, that was really easy to jump in and just kind of continue with a different hat on. Yeah. Tipping point was a favorite show uh, that I enjoyed listening to as well. Uh, your, your show that you had on a, on a daily basis yes. it, it, with the chamber, are you doing like a daily show or is it a weekly monthly or and like what, what, tell me more about this. Yes. So it is a weekly show. It airs on Sunday mornings. And uh, you can go on our website, tucsonchamber.org, and on the homepage, if you scroll down, um, you can click to see more information of where to listen to it and when. It's also a podcast as well Mm. that goes up early in the week. But the cool part of this, Tom, is um, for a while, the podcast has been mostly, or the radio shows, we're mostly an interview platform to interview our incredible members. We have 1,400 of them. That represent 160,000 uh, employees and workers and families in, in, in the Tucson area. Um, but it was mostly kind of an interview show and it's still an interview show. But when I came into the decision, I sat down with the team and said, what if we also made this a platform where we can talk about the issues and policies and solutions that we at the chamber are working on and advocating for. Mm-hmm. So if you go and listen to the last few episodes, you'll actually hear us talking about Proposition 496, which is if you live in the Tucson Unified School District, 
It's a $480 million bond that will be on the ballot. We're talking about our support of Vail and incorporating Proposition 402 if you're in the Vail area. So in that sense, Tom, it's kind of fun because once a week, I get to be a part of what I was doing daily before, which is interviewing great people. Um, and then also deep diving into the issues and talking kind of some policy and hopefully an easy way that um, isn't complicated that kind of story tells what we do at the chamber. Yeah. And for one show a week now, instead of having to program and produce five shows, you're probably like, this is, <laughs> I can, I can like go really deep on topics here and a lot of research and don't have to uh, work so hard to get a guest every day. Yeah. It's fantastic. That was, that was, that was not easy. I have respect for people who do any kind of daily show. It's a lot of work. Amen. That's why, that's why this is a weekly show. Cause, uh, <laughs> I saw what you're doing on tipping point. I wasn't going to have any right. of that. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be back to, uh, the rest of this weekly show with Zach Genser in just a moment. Uh, as we talk about uh, switch roles and we're going to talk about his family life in downtown Tucson. But first I want to remind you that you are listening to life along the streetcar on downtown radio, 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. So just before the break, we were talking with Zach Yenser about his role, his new role as vice president of business advocacy with the chamber and, and how his previous lives in several different areas had kind of combined to, to, to make this a really good opportunity for him and, uh, and uh, for the chamber as well. Uh, now we're going to switch gears a little bit and, and talk about his, his decision um, with his family to, to, to move downtown and um, kind of what that means when you, when you have a family in downtown Tucson. We don't talk a lot about that. And wanted to get that uh, inside story on family life with Zach Enser. I want to switch gears just a little bit because you you talked about um, you know this transition professionally, but one thing that was really interesting to me is, and I've seen this on your Facebook posts and such. You you're, you've always lived in the downtown area, and you were in Menlo Park, but recently, maybe coinciding or similar to this position. You actually moved your family into like the core of downtown and, and, and by family, right. I mean, you got kids. It's not like, I mean, you got like three, three little ones, don't you? I do. Six, four, and just turned two. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> not, not, not to you, but to the two-year-old. Uh, <laughs> but but, but tell me about this. Cause I, you know, I hear all this time that, you know, downtown is for, you know, if you're retiring or if you're a partier and then there's a few of us that are sort of in the middle that just enjoy the urban life, but you don't hear too much about families in, in downtown. And yet they, here, here you are. Are you, are you like a, a, an isolated case? Are you running into others that, that are doing this as well? Sure. Yeah. Running, running into others more and more who are doing the same. And uh, I think Tom, the, the, the quick conversation we had recently that spurred, you know, us having this conversation together was, I think I said, you know, five, even five, but certainly 10 years ago, having and raising a family in the urban core 
was either a joke or a worse nightmare. Right. <laughs> I mean, just to, exactly. just to be fair, <laughs> it was not something you, you did or thought about or thought would be wise to do, but it's been really fun to, uh, to experience that and, uh, and to do that. And even in the, you know, the place where we live, we're seeing uh, more families with young kids there. We're seeing a diversity of young professionals, um, older individuals, professors, um, a lot of Raytheon, kind of some of those core industries who are living in the urban core and where, you know, my family is living, it's a hundred percent, uh, filled. Um, and so it's cool to see, uh, the demand, uh, there. And what, what is really fun about it is, um, both my workplace, um, my wife works from home, um, my daughter's school and the church we go to are all about a nine minute walk away from each other. Oh, that's fabulous. And so I think what has made a huge difference downtown is trying to become this place where it makes sense to live downtown. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, the services, food, uh, retail, transportation, work, life, are, it all makes sense uh, and they're all connected together. And um, I would love to see that experience mapped out across the entire community. Um, and, but it's, it's a real joy to be able to do it in downtown. Um, we feel safe. Um, downtown has its challenges, but uh, it feels like a safe community. Um, I love being able to, you know, take my oldest daughter out on a little daddy daughter date, go get ice cream somewhere. Um, you know, we are able to uh, use some of the green and open spaces in the downtown area. There could be some more park space, but it's not bad. Um, yeah, it's a really great experience. Um, my wife loves it. She feels safe. Um, it's pretty cool. Well, Zach answered all my questions. I had all these questions I wanted to ask you about, you know, whether your kids were going to school downtown, what kind of, what do you do for activity? He answered all those. So now I don't even know what to ask at this point. Um, but, but, uh, but seriously, the, the, um, this, this thought where, I mean, you, you, do you own a car or, or do you just commute you walk everywhere? We, so we own one vehicle. Um, my kids are getting to the age where they're in sports and so we have to, you know, we can't fully, you know, walk or take public transit everywhere. And so we have one vehicle. Um, and then, and then here, get this, Tom, this is out of necessity, but it feels big city. If I need a vehicle, and I don't have one, you know, I, I Uber, um, and, and that, that works for me, but no, we're walking or taking, you know, public transit everywhere we need to go, um, in the area. And that's a cost savings as well. And how's your daughter? I mean, she's at, she's, you said six. So she's kind of at this age where things are starting to click for her. Is she, is she getting this sort of, uh, the, the, I don't want to say life lesson, but is she getting this, understanding this, this lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The kids, the kids enjoy it too. Um, it's a, it's an adventure for them. And, you know, it's really interesting because I, I grew up in a pretty walkable community. It was a suburb in, in Pennsylvania. I, would, I didn't grow up in the urban core, but we lived in an area where grocery stores and parks and things like that and um, attractions were, you know, 10, 15 minute walk away. And I just have these core memories of, you know, my dad taking us out to 
get ice cream or get a snack or something. And I was walking there and, um, that's a cool experience to have as a kid, if you can have it. And, and I think my kids are starting to have it as well. Yeah. It's, I, I've seen you uh, out and about, um, you know, walking, I, I see a school bus, but you're, you're not on the bus. You're, you're walking right by that bus, taking your daughter to school. And then you head off to the chamber, which is also downtown. So I, I, uh, I can, I can see how that can be a very sort of freeing lifestyle when you, when you have that much proximity mm-hmm. and uh, the ability to get everywhere with your, uh, with your feet, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had mentioned, you kind of wanted to see this spread out through the community. You're talking about this walkability or what were you referring to? Right. You know, it's interesting. We, I get to talk to a lot of different kinds of people just in life, but in this role and all of that, you know, and for some, the way that I'm living now can be a prescription, you know, of, oh, you know, everybody should ditch a car and walk and, and live in a dense space and use public transportation. And I'm just doing it because it's convenient. I don't have an agenda. Uh, I've, you know, in a past life, I've lived in the Dove Mountain area, you know, I, um, before I moved to Menlo Park, I had a, a pretty suburban experience. So a lot of people approach this and it's, it's an agenda or it's a, you know, a life mission to walk and ditch the car and all of that. And I don't have an agenda, you know, or a prescription for anybody per se to do what I'm doing. I think it's a great life and anyone who can do it should do it. Um, but again, it works for me because when we talk about environments where you can live, work and play, you actually have to live, work and play. And Tucson is really spread out. Um, communities of our size elsewhere have nodes that connect and make sense. Um, we don't really have that yet in the Tucson metro um, area. If you wanted to, you know, um, easily transport between the identities of Salahi, Dunwar Valley, and Vale, and Arana, it's, it's still pretty spread out. Mm. Um, people... Uh, you know, a lot of the time live in environments that we've built since the 1940s where where you work, where you live, where you play are very distinct and separate geographic areas. And um, what I would love to see in Tucson is the opportunity, not the prescription, not the agenda, but the opportunity, the freedom to be able to say, hey, look, you know, I, I live in a, a dense, connected enough environment where um, I can walk to where I work and my kid's school is in, uh, my neighborhood. And, um, you know, that is going to require a different way of thinking and planning and building in Tucson than sometimes we've wanted. Um, but as Tucson grows, I think that that's a great way to grow and would love to see again, an environment where transportation and where you live, where you work, it's all connected enough to where it makes sense. And I'll end with this, the conversation in Tucson right now, certainly as we look to renew the RTA in, uh, in the next couple of years, Regional Transportation Authority, there's a lot of conversation right now around how do we make public transit something that is used more often? And it's interesting if you look, if you step back and look at Tucson, um, Tucson wants public transit to be used but is often not willing to create a built environment where it makes sense to use public transit. People aren't going to use public transit just because they've had a religious experience and that's the way they're going to get around anymore. It has to make sense. 
And for a lot of people in Tucson, it doesn't make sense um, to live how I'm living because it just isn't built that way. So um, I, I think that is a conversation we need to have as a community and realize that um, you have to be able to live, work, and play in a tighter geographic area to to enjoy the experience that my family and I are getting to experience. Well, Zach Yenser, your uh, your background, uh, as we kind of joked about earlier, uh, the, the confluence of all of these different things in your life seem like you're in the exact right spot as to where you need to be with the Metro Chamber, dealing with some of these issues, having these conversations and addressing them from both a personal and a business perspective. Um, honestly, I can't think of someone that's got a, a better grasp on on how those two meld together. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see where this takes you. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm in a great spot, blessed to be here, and and uh, I love working with and supporting our 1,400 really diverse businesses um, at the Tucson Metro Chamber. So, if anyone is listening and they are a member, thank you, and I enjoy working with you. And if you're not yet a member, would love to have you join the team. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you think anybody listens to my show. Mom, did you hear that? If you want to join the chamber, <laughs> Zach is all ready for you. <laughs> Zach, I, I appreciate your time as always, sir. I look forward to seeing you out and about. Um, thank you. Zach Yenser, the uh, fairly recently installed Vice President of Business Advocacy with Tucson Chamber of Commerce, always a polished guest as his radio background shows through, and uh, he gets us through some of those awkward questions that I ask. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio. We're on 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to thetucsongallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. All right. So this is episode 270 coming to a close here. Uh, six year anniversary ish show somewhere between last show and this show. I think we hit that six year mark. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for everyone that's uh, helped to make this possible. It doesn't happen without James Portis. You, uh, you probably don't know him, but if you've seen uh, the book, there's a picture of him and what he does in the, the back of that. He helps this show immensely behind the scenes and, um, everything you see on the website is, is part of the work that James does. He does so much more than that. Um, but honestly, we would not be successful without him, and it's a huge thank you. Also, wouldn't be successful, I don't think, without our opening music from Ryan Hood. They've been on our show every episode. They let us use Dillinger Days, and uh, we've just run with that, and um, love that to open the show. It means a lot uh, to me that uh, they let us use that. I think it's a very um, appropriate opening for a show called Life Along the Streetcar. So we, we always thank them for letting us use that. And as we leave today, I want to highlight uh, Zach Yenser's move into downtown Tucson with his family. And so we've got some music all the way back from the 80s with Holland Oates. It's from an album called Oh Yeah, or Ooh Yeah. Here is a Downtown Life. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. <laughs>